Welcome to 2024 and Politics and Psychology. I'm Dr. Renee Carr, your host, and I'm also a political and corporate advisor as well as a clinical psychologist. And so I help elected officials and high profile CEOs make informed decisions, whether it's in legislation or their corporate uh, processes and operations, how to understand and address social issues through the application of the science of psychology. You'll also see me or hear me on television and radio providing same content, but through media commentary. And for you, during our time together each week, whether it's for you, your family, your community, I'm also giving you unbiased psychology expert advice to help you make informed decisions about your voting and about your purchases for your family life, for your personal health, for your own mental and economic well-being, knowing that you can rely on me to give you unbiased information that is uncensored and unbought. And today we are talking about why healthcare ignores science. Now, as a clinical psychologist in my background, then that means obviously I'm a part of the healthcare. So you may wonder, well, why are you talking about healthcare if this is part of your background or your history, or your formal training? And again, that's because when we, whenever I did do traditional psychology, clients would come to me or patients and they would often not feel empowered to make their own decisions or they would kind of just go with whatever I or another provider had said because we are doctors and we have the degrees and the credentials. But what I wanted every one of them to know is that although I have the academic background and the experience, you still have complete power and authority to make your own decisions. But because we have that expert bias in our society, that's why you'll see commercials with doctors who are with white coats on or there are individuals who are playing doctors. And just by having a white coat on or having a medical looking background for the commercial, it will actually increase the viewer or per, um, possible purchaser perception that it's a real expert and therefore they will accept that information blindly. And so I'm wanting to encourage you that yes, I am a doctor, I do have the expertise, and of course I really care about you, so I put a lot of effort into making sure you're getting information, but other people do not. And so when you go to these healthcare institutions such as a hospital, or a healthcare facility for mental health or any other type of physical health, then you're often seeing their own agenda being pushed on you for their reasons rather than truly caring about what healthcare is supposed to stand for, which is providing care through whether it's physical or mental or psychological health. So the number one reason why healthcare is ignoring science is because money, obviously. So when you think of mainly the bathroom signs when you go into the hospital and it will say now all genders or all gender bathroom or gender neutral. So by them giving you that visual clue in a hospital as if they are the experts on healthcare and care about your welfare, the general public will believe that, oh, okay, well then there really are all genders and that's the terminology I should be using outside of this hospital 
or outside of this healthcare facility because they're letting me know as hospitals, as established organizations that they are all genders, when in actuality, there are only two, male and female. But by using a linguistic trick of messaging and making individuals see it and then also say it, then they're going to be able to increase the likelihood of more people believing that there are more than one, more than two genders. Now, the way that this benefits them financially is that if they are, you know, again, I mentioned about me and my background for political messaging. So when you have messaging, that's what you want the message to be um, resonating with for all of your audiences. And so when you have all genders on bathroom signs inside of a hospital, that's consistent messaging because that then justifies them being able to not only get paid from the government for genital removal or alteration surgeries, but also can then show that, well, look, we're consistent. If we're getting money from being able to have these genital surgeries, then we should also change our bathroom signs to promote it. But if individuals were really caring about the health of the person rather than the financial benefit, there will be no need to put any signs on there at all other than just bathroom. A lot of the arguments are, well, we're changing the signs to let everyone who is a person with gender dysphoria understand that they are welcome and to not cause them any type of psychological harm. So let's look at the psychological harm. As psychologists, we have extensive training on personality disorders and other mental health disorders, and gender dysphoria is one of them. And gender dysphoria is what is commonly known as transgender. But because you can't really go across a gender, you're either one or the other, it's more of a colloquial or a common term, but not the medical term. So the medical term is gender dysphoria because the person feels a sense of disconnection with who they biologically are. And so with that being a disorder of their thinking and view of self, then we understand how to, as psychologists, we're taught how to diagnose it and how to treat the symptoms as well as them being able to live a meaningful life, recognizing their true identity by their biological selves. So if we know that that's a biological fact, there's only male or female, if we also know that it's a psychological condition of having a sense of disconnect from your biological sense of self, then it's not accurate to say that we have to put, quote, all genders, end quote, on the bathroom, saying that it's for their psychological health because if we truly cared about their psychological health, we wouldn't reinforce bathroom signs that say, yes, you can live in this dysfunction so much so that our whole hospital system will change our signs, will even do physical construction of our bathrooms to make them more user-friendly for persons who have gender dysphoria. But in actuality, they care less about the individuals with gender dysphoria, and they care significantly more about their financial and economic benefit. If you think about hospitals or systems that 
provide and promote genital surgeries, those surgeries are a lot of money. Even if you just cut someone, that's a whole lot of money that they get, they get paid for the providers. So doing an actual genital removal surgery or genital plastic surgery is a lot of money that they're going to get. In addition to the income or the revenue from those surgeries, they then are going to get paid for the aftercare. The aftercare takes care of those situations that either the surgery went wrong or the surgery went perfectly well, but then the person's natural biology just kept, you know, continuing to take place. For example, not to be too graphic, but whenever you have the genital mutilation surgery for males, then what they do is they slice the penis in half and then they fold it inward depending on how deep they make the fold to go inside to make it look as if it's a vagina, you'll still have that male have complications because either the pubic hair begins to grow or continues to grow, makes the hair follicles become clogged. Then you have a big uh, pus ball or a hair ball, um, um, hair clog that's inside the inverted penis. That can also cause complications because there might be then an infection. When you have that as an example, you also may have plastic surgery because if you have the breast removal surgery of a child, and if she is 12 when you have the surgery, but then she continues to form breast tissue, then or her body continues to grow, then although they had the initial plastic surgery to make her breast look like a male's chest rather than a female's chest, as her body continues to grow, then that stitching or that plastic surgery will still have her skin growing. And so then she'll have more scarring or more itching and discomfort. You also then have aftercare for going with the penis example, men who had their penises inverted, and then they now have to have specialized medical treatment, what they would consider OBGYN, but obviously it's not uh, gynecological, but then you would have a whole new industry that's being created of healthcare based off of the mistreatment of a diagnosis rather than the actual treatment and the cure to help them become one with themselves. When you think about it from the initial surgery, then you have the after surgery care or the post-surgery care You also then have to have the mental health counseling that comes along with it, along with the hormone suppression pills that come along with it. So a medical acceptance of genital removal surgeries expands into a pharmaceutical healthcare perspective where you're going to then have medicine or pills being used to suppress it. And then in in order for the person who is still feeling dysfunction, you then would then have the mental health counseling that's now being required to help them feel, although you had the surgeries and you did this to your body or your parents allowed you to have this done to your bodies and you still don't feel whole and you're still experiencing depression or anxiety or suicidal thoughts, we're not gonna have someone in mental health counseling to make you now try to get new thoughts to make you think that, okay, well, how can I be less suicidal because these surgeries didn't still work for me? So that's three instances where there are three different industries in healthcare that have expanded just by 
reinforcing a diagnosis rather than treating the diagnosis. And a fourth expansion of an industry would then be the healthcare training dollars. So if you're requiring physicians, psychologists, mental health counselors to now have uh, gender dysphoria training or diversity training for what they consider sexual minorities, then by you requiring that, then someone has to teach those classes and then someone has to pay for those classes. So we have four different areas of where healthcare is disregarding science and ignoring biological truths and scientific truths for the benefit of the financial gain for themselves and not at all for the individuals. We also have for the number two reason of why healthcare is ignoring science, and that is for the personal benefit of the individual healthcare providers or the leaders of that institution. For example, APA is the American Psychological Association, and their past president was writing a letter using his credentials as a doctor and also his title as being the president of the American Psychological Association, using those two credentials to then leverage his power to say that we should focus on gender dysphoria and having quote unquote gender affirming care because that will help children become less suicidal and help them feel safe. And it should be a part of all diversity efforts. But in actuality, that was also part of his personal agenda because he himself is a homosexual. And so if I can make it where my own dysfunction is normalized by then also normalizing everyone else's sexual dysfunction, then I can feel better about myself. The same thing if you have individuals who are the healthcare agency or the hospital system leaders. If they are struggling with maybe unsure of their sexual preferences or feeling their own sense of confusion from their biological selves or have loved ones who have struggled with gender dysphoria or non-heterosexual behaviors, then they may say, okay, well then, I understand that they should be loved as everyone should. I completely agree with that. And we should affirm who they are, which I completely agree with that. But when you care about someone, when you truly care about someone and you want the best for them, then it's honesty that helps healing. If you are a hospital system, the administrator, the CEO, or if you are the leader of an organization that makes healthcare policies or strongly influences healthcare policies, then you have to understand that just because you have your own personal challenges or just because you see the economic benefit for allowing someone to live in dysfunction, if you truly cared about them for the health care of that individual, then you focus on the honesty and the transparency of their healing rather than reinforcing it. That's the same thing as someone who is having a psychotic disorder and they truly believe that they are being impregnated by aliens every nine months. If we were to quote unquote affirm their beliefs, then that would mean we would have to join them in their psychosis rather than actually getting them the help that they need. Similarly, whenever a person has 
what we now call dissociative identity disorder, which used to be called multiple personality disorder, the goal for the dissociation is to have that person become their whole self by having their dominant personality as close as possible to who they were before the trauma. It's not encouraging them, encouraging them to embrace all five or 17 of the different personalities and different ways of being. That's the opposite of what they're doing with persons who have gender dysphoria. Rather than helping them to just assimilate to who they biologically are so that they can feel better, like we would do with someone who had multiple personalities or a psychosis, the reason is because there's much more of a significant benefit financially to allowing the dysfunction to continue rather than helping them to heal through accurate and honest health care. So what are the solutions? Well, the first and the easiest thing is to remove the bathroom signs that say all gender and just make it to be bathroom or restroom. There's no need to have the unnecessary additional language by saying all gender or gender neutral, just put restroom or bathroom. And then what you can do as citizens is just like most of these places are disregarding science because of the economic benefit, you can reinforce their positive behavior by paying your money or choosing to spend your money at the locations, at the restaurants, the venues, the stores, that do use science rather than the economic motivation of lying to people. And by spending your money where they are focusing on just saying restroom or bathroom rather than having in all gender, then you are reinforcing that your money can also have power on where you go and encouraging your loved ones, your family and your community to do the same. When that's not possible, for example, hospitals, you can't always just not go to the hospital for a public library because they have government funding. They are also switching to using the extra language for all gender rather than just restroom, which is unnecessary because there's only one bathroom at a time often. But if you can't get around that, then what you can do is you can use your vote when it comes to your city council or your county council making decisions in your community, in your zip code on how bathrooms should be labeled and just encourage them to just say bathroom or restroom. And depending on how courageous you feel, you can also advocate for persons with gender dysphoria by saying, including extra language on bathrooms only reinforces a dysfunction rather than encourages true healing. So those are a few of the ways that you can help Society actually heal rather than reinforce trauma or dysfunctional thinking and other mental health diagnoses by just the words on a bathroom sign. And also remember that individuals who do have gender dysphoria, our goal is to not promote hate, but healing. And healing often comes mainly from honesty. Even when you look at the 12-step program for alcohol or addiction recovery, the first step is just admitting or acknowledging that you have a problem. So there's nothing wrong with us helping individuals to recognize that they have a true diagnostic dysfunction that is a problem rather than encouraging them to live in that. You're living in a lie and then so are they. 
and that's not love and that's definitely not care and it's definitely not true health care. So I thank you for listening. I also thank you in advance for being mindful of what we talked about today and being active in helping to change legislation, again, using your vote or your dollars for individual institutions, private institutions, companies, restaurants, and stores that promote the use of science that will help the true caring for all individual rather than a healthcare system that has become biased because of the economic benefit. And when you do, remember to do so using science and love. And if you run